Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You're Not Gonna Like This podcast. My name is Amari Tawakli. And I'm Marco Hansel. This podcast is for you if you're interested in alternative ways of thinking, living, and being. We believe the only way to get there is through smart, honest, and challenging conversation. But just because it's smart doesn't mean it has to be boring. And just because it's challenging doesn't mean it's impossible. And just because it's honest doesn't mean it has to be mean. So if you are down for being stimulated, challenged, and definitely offended, then strap in, buckle up, let's go. Let's make it happen. But before we get started, here's a little sneak peek of why you definitely won't like this episode. If Nazis want a podcast, give them a fucking podcast. Alright, let's do it. Welcome to so. the episode. So, <laughs> we're just, uh, just just to frame this, um, we started this conversation about this uh, this Joe Rogan um, controversy that's happening right now about the things that he has said um, in the past and things that he continues to say people don't like. And uh, you brought up this concept of like, well, you know, you're so responsible for what you're listening to, right? Um, I love the extreme theme because the extreme theme plays back into the responsibility of let's say i'm i am a spotify right and as a as a spotify and you gave the the nazi example then i do decide like what is the kind of content that i'm willing to distribute and i'm willing to stand behind so there there is there is still a a a line so to speak like let's say that if it was somebody what let me give the people context because I know we're starting the episode and they're like, where are these guys what are they talking about Nazis and Joe Rogan? And blah, blah, blah. Let's give people some context. So what Marco is talking about is um, a week or two ago in the midst of this whole Joe Rogan fucking controversy, quote unquote, I actually don't think it's controversy. I think it's a waste of our time. But in the middle of this controversy, somebody messaged me and they said like, uh, Spotify has a responsibility to doctor and mediate the content that's on their platform mm. and then me and this person got in a conversation about free speech and da, 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 and they were agreeing with my points and they were like okay well yeah i see what you say everybody has the responsibility to listen to what they want to listen to and also turn off what they don't want to listen to um but he was like well what about if you know there was a nazi podcast <laughs> the daily nazi <laughs> right and i was like you know and again another statement ready for amari to get canceled <laughs> I'm like, cool. If Nazis want a podcast, give them a fucking podcast. And I think, in my opinion, it's less interesting about giving them a podcast and it's more interesting about the people who actually listen to it. Right? Like, I think that, sure, there is a line, which I think me and you are about to discuss. And yeah. that's where you're going. It's like, okay, where is the line? And of course, Amari's like, yeah. give the the podcast <laughs> fucking ridiculous oh my god i can't wait to get canceled for that um in my opinion it's like it's before we start drawing imaginary lines let's get very 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 clear on what our values are and pressure test our values because if our idea is free speech is it free speech under context mm-hmm Right. And I think then it's not free speech, <laughs> it's something different. Yeah. Right. And I think that, you know, it's actually, bro, you remember on um, a couple of days ago when I posted that thing about liability in America? Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love when you post that. 
<laughs> I appreciate it. I was like, Marco's the only person on my fucking followers who actually gets what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> but it's, it's essentially this idea of like, yo, here is something quote unquote dangerous. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? Right. Yeah. And I don't think that's that much different of like, if somebody's like, Hey, here's a Nazi podcast. Are you going to listen to it? Are you going to subscribe to it? Maybe if we teach people to be more strong minded, maybe if we teach people to be more, take more ownership of their own opinions and own perspectives, then we wouldn't have so much of an issue. I think that's so much more of an interesting conversation to me than limiting the content. I think teaching people, teaching especially young, young kids how to read content and how to decipher and consciously choose the content that they uh, digest, that's so much more interesting yeah. to me than you know, burning books. So, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many thoughts that come up for me on this. Like one, um, we had had the conversation a few episodes ago about this concept of when you, when you take the idea of there's no right or wrong to the most extreme, then you actually create chaos. Cause like the reality <laughs> is, is like, you know, I, if I, as we've talked about this before, like if I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I have no judgment, no nothing. And, and you were down to like murder people. I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want him to be my roommate. Right. Like at some point, we even personally are drawing a line of the things that we want in our environment, don't want in our environment, of the ways that we want society to work or don't want it to work. And none of us actually agree, right? And that, so right. There, there's that's this, the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. We, we, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of individual decisions that are then projected out into a societal, governmental, global decision that's a consensus, that's a rough amalgamation of what we generally agree with like oh you probably strokes. shouldn't kill people right like right, but right. somebody has a tolerance for killing in self-defense somebody has like no no killing ever like so mm-hmm. there's this this interesting range so that when i think about a like a so then there's context you just yeah. introduced the idea of context you just said yeah. Why? okay generally Will we shouldn't kill right but then all of a sudden it's like okay well osama bin laden is walking down the street I have an AR-15. He's on the way to go kill 50 people. What do I do in that situation? Right. Which, and it's yeah. like, and it's like, okay, well then we're starting to say that context matters. Right. Mm-hmm. So then if Joe Rogan is saying, nigga, 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 nigga. Right. And everybody's upset when somebody puts together a compilation video of Joe Rogan saying the N word. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like context matters. It does. Yeah. And I don't understand yeah. why we're still having this conversation, but sorry. Well, and I mean, and I don't think, uh, because I don't even want to necessarily make this about Joe uh, um, and that whole thing, but like whether you, you went into it and you said, well, that context was inappropriate, appropriate or not, it's still a set of individual judgments that we're all going to have differing opinions on, which is the thing that I'm, so like, even when you put in that context, some person will still say like, no, like you shouldn't have killed Osama bin Laden at that point and somebody will. Say yes, you should have. So the context is there doesn't mean that we'll have a consensus of agreement no matter what that context is. So then there's there's the when we start talking about the individual responsibility, which is what I think you said was so powerful, is like that's the only thing that we can universally agree on is that you individually have the responsibility for what you are consuming. What people will start saying is that the responsibility that's being pushed on you. Um, so to speak, because this piece of media is a trumpet, so to speak, that's that's out there projecting or broadcasting to 
I don't know, virgin ears <laughs> that are incapable of, of young and impressionable themselves. minds. <laughs> yes. yes. Young and impressionable minds. Um, I get that. And I get, I get that to the perspective of a Spotify, which makes me think about like the shit that I create in my own life. Is I'm like, if Spotify came out and said, we are the channel for music and podcasts that desire to inspire the world and um, have the intention of bridging the gap between, I don't know, racial inequality and racial equality and all these other things, right? Then we'd have a different level of expectation from Spotify. Spotify said, we're a platform for people to fucking put up content. About it. To listen to shit. Yes. Listen to <laughs> shit. So, their yeah. so their intention is so wide that in all actuality, like they never said that they were going to protect. Oh, filter. okay. Oh my god, this is why I love this podcast. <laughs> okay, so I was literally thinking about this this morning. In other words, like ninety minutes ago, because it's only ten o'clock in the morning right now. Right. I was thinking about the correlation between intention and boundaries, Mm -hmm. right? When you set an intention, you also create boundaries of what works and what doesn't work with that intention, right? Boundaries feels more like defensive intention feels more like spiritual, happy, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, but it's essentially the same (laughs) fucking thing, right? It's like my intention is to find a loving, beautiful, caring wife. Right. Cool. So my boundary is that if I have an abusive woman like, <laughs> punches me in the face, then okay, great. I have now reached the boundary. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, I, this is not in line with my intention. Mm-hmm. Right. So, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> if you t- start talking about like a larger scale, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Spotify has a large, broad intention, which is not, yeah inherently anything yeah. wrong with that uh, right? Not, not right wrong our intention that. is to host audio <laughs> yeah, great literally <laughs> done <laughs> then you're doing a great job <laughs> right now it comes into how do our two intentions as producer and consumer mesh that was a fucking smart ass statement fucking dj <laughs> play that back <laughs> it's like as a producer and consumer where do our intentions correlate and and coincide right Mm -hmm. so if my intention as spotify is i want to host audio great then here is a library of a shit ton of audio i have done my job Mm -hmm. if you as a conscious consumer say my intention is to listen to things that uh challenge my perspectives and make me think and make me grow then that is going to start creating boundaries for you of what you do and do not listen to yep right? That's on you to maintain. Yeah. Because that's your intention. That's your boundary. You can't project your boundary onto me. That, that just doesn't work. You can't project your boundary. Onto yeah. I need you to follow my boundary. It's like, well, yeah, that's your boundary. That's your boundary. <laughs> and it's, it's on you to be accountable to your boundaries. Why are you telling somebody else? Why didn't you make me honor my boundaries? <laughs> what? Yeah. What are you even talking about? Does yeah. it make sense? It's completely so, irrelevant. So what, what, what I think people would say um, is the counter story, which I totally get this too, would be that if Spotify as a Spotify came out and didn't already have that intention, then me as a consumer and enough consumers are saying in order for you to continue 
receiving money from us. Like we want you to modify your intention. It's like we we're saying that now we will only consume if dangerous territory. But that's that's what happens. I mean, that's what happens every single day in the world of corporate, in the world of media. It's part of the reason why cancel culture even exists. It's like it's like oh well now like enough people are mad at this host or this character or this athlete, so I have to kick them off the team in order to maintain my good standing with them. Like oh my god, okay, yeah. <laughs> problematic <laughs> all right i think that is so oh god that, that that just that hurts every bit of my inner being <laughs> every cell in me is like nope don't agree yeah. yeah so let me ask you this marco to make it very real what amount of people would need to be upset at our podcast mm. and what would they need to be upset about in order for you to change your intentions with this podcast oh i mean that's that's such an interesting question because it would be more so i would need to willingly desire to change my intention um otherwise no matter how many people didn't like it, it just it wouldn't really change anything. <laughs> I'd be like, all right. He says that now it. until he has the $10 million Lubriderm deal. <laughs> and he doesn't want to no, compromise I mean, on his Copacabana. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, it, no, it's a great question because I think you, you just brought it into perspective of like, if I, if I stood for something, um, then a mass of people saying, no, we don't like what you stand for wouldn't suddenly make me not stand for that thing. Um, so it's really, it's really more, it's almost more like in the nuanced stuff. Let, let's say for example, that people were, this is a stupid example, but people were like, you know, Marco, like we would really love your podcast more if you wore real shirts instead of cutoffs. Like it might be something negligible for me and like a trillion people are all like, man, we would really love Marco if he wore real shirts instead of cutoffs. At that point, maybe there's a chance that I might be like, it's not that big of a deal to me. Like, whatever. Really? I'll change that. Maybe. We two, maybe. we two different niggas, bro. bro like, but I would get, I would throw up shirtless to the next one. <laughs> I'm gonna damn. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make an extreme example of like if, if every single person that we were that we were trying to reach was like, we are gonna vehemently no longer listen if you're not wearing a shirt then it, then it comes down to like that two-way communication thing like all right well i want to get my message across and there's this adjustment that costs me nothing that i don't really care about it's not it's not a big standard would i be willing to adjust that now because this is this is involving me changing myself in a sense like yeah, it may seem exactly. like an attack on my identity um so that it is yeah it is does become a little, a little weird like, yeah that i mean Okay, Ooh, I love the nuance of this. So <laughs> the reason I, besides just being obnoxious, the reason that I vehemently say I would just show up shirtless yeah. <laughs> is because you said specifically, you're like, I have a message to get across. And if something small like this is getting in the way of that message, then would I change? Yeah. But for me, my message is always think for yourself, be yourself. 
So what kind of example do I set for my message if I don't show up as that? If I, if mm-hmm. I, if I, if I show up that I'm willing to acquiesce to any sort of <laughs> protest of, of Amari wearing, you know, shirtless <laughs> or sleeveless shirts, I'm literally, com- I'm literally compromising on my entire message. Yes. And you're doing that already. <laughs> we could, Ooh. we could show up on this podcast, butt ass naked, but there's a reason why we don't. Right, like there's like there's it, parameters. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but if but I felt like it, <laughs> would you? If you felt like oh. it, would you show up on this podcast, butt ass naked? Yes, and I would intimidate <laughs> the hell out of you, bro. Hello, I'm out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would give you a severe complex. <laughs> let, me, okay. let me put it a different way. It's it's like okay. it's like we talk about right. No matter what, we're creating a container. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the container has boundaries. So there are certain things that we're deciding are, are within this boundary in order to create a certain space. And we're not just yeah. going any and everywhere. So at some point we have created a container that we believe is the container that we want other people to be invited to. Right. Yeah. So it's not formless in the sense that it's just anybody can expect anything. There's some level of expectation that they have from us and from the experience and some message that we desire to actually reach people. And we're not willing to just do and be any and everything in order to get there. That's my son in the background. <laughs> Hi, Amateo. Everybody, shout Ta-da. out to Amateo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take it away while you, you mute that. Okay. So I think that, I think what's dangerous for me is two things. Actually, one thing mainly is slippery slope. Mm-hmm. If I start acquiescing here, yeah, all the woke activists on social media, like, ah, we got him. I'm about to end this man's whole career. Now, next time we can push him a little farther. We can push him a little farther. So for me, my mind, as you know, as somebody who deeply and dearly loves me, mm-hmm. <laughs> is my mind is constantly operating it. I operate at the edge of the boundary because I want, it, I want us to be sure of where it is at all times, right? I think that if we operate too safe all the time, we actually don't know how far we can go, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. I don't go to the gym and do a workout that I don't feel. I, I go to workout and go to my, my max and my limit so I know where I'm hitting, right? And I think that that's, you know, that's why I say the things that I say. Mm-hmm. So that it, it's like, for example, when you walk into a room and there's somebody who's very charismatic and very authentic and they just like you're in like a sacred healing circle or whatever, you know, people in Venice do. And <laughs> and somebody like makes a joke and it's like an inappropriate joke or it's kind of mm-hmm. like a off the cuff kind of joke. Everybody all of a sudden feels like they have more space to be more of themselves. And they mm-hmm. feel like, OK, cool, like I can make more jokes. I can be more relaxed. I don't have to be all hoity fucking hoity. Right. That's how I want to live my life is I want to show people the, the spectrum that we can operate in. Yes, there, is a, there are limits. Yes, there are boundaries to that spectrum, but I would rather have us operate at the boundary mm-hmm. than operating somewhere in the midst of it and we actually don't know how far it goes because then yeah. we become sterile. Yeah, I get, I get that. And then I say at the same time, right? Like even using that example, um, ironically, my son is a great example of this. I do my morning meditations, right? And um, before we had our child, uh, me and Anna used to do the morning meditations together like all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Amateo is very loud and disruptive. <laughs> As witnessed so, two minutes ago on the podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> so um, to the extent that I desire for my experience to be a quiet experience for my meditation, um, I choose not to spend a bunch of meditations with Ana, with Amateo, right? So I'm in the world of like, oh, anything's possible. Like, yes, I could meditate with Amateo being loud in the background and say like, yeah, Amateo, be you. Like, don't allow anyone to chain you up. And like, but I'm like, my experience that I desire is one that doesn't have Amateo being loud in the background, right? And in, in, in that same way, it's like, I could experience something where I'm saying, well, I desire to like live in a world or to listen to music that doesn't have this or doesn't have that. Or I desire to be in a container where people feel like safe and comfortable. So if enough people feel unsafe because of this little thing that I'm doing and it doesn't change or doesn't matter for me, then I might desire to create that more than anything. Because like I'm, I'm picking and choosing the elements of how I'm designing and interacting with my world overall that are not just a stream of consciousness. Like, like as an example, which I love using my son. It's like, if I were doing a stream of consciousness consistently, we wouldn't even be able to have this podcast. I would just be blurting out random ass things, be like, I'm just being me. Like, and That's uh, kind cool, of I want to get bro. out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still creating a container. Like my intention is for this next hour, I want to actually stay focused on this particular thing. So there is this blend of you know, like, I'm being me but I'm being me within the container of a certain experience that I want other people to have as well. Mm, Okay. (sighs) Here's the thought. (laughs) Asking yourself and asking people, like if you were to make a scale Mm. and on one edge of the scale is like, how much do I want to be me by myself? And how much do I want to be me in relationship to other to other people yeah right yeah so uh somebody somebody (laughs) somebody posted this on instagram (laughs) uh like two weeks ago or some shit and they talk about the idea of like a lot of us are constantly in this conflict between authenticity and acceptance Mm -hmm. right like can i be myself versus i want people to like me (laughs) Mm -hmm. so how much can i be myself in a way that gets people to like me right Mm -hmm. because anybody you know, who's not at even the most molecule level caring about what other people think about them is probably a psychopath, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, it, it really comes down to on that scale, which way do you lean, right? Yeah. And for me, I think that the closest I ever come to wanting to be accepted to everybody else and having that prioritized over my authenticity, like at most I'm sitting right dead in the middle. Mm-hmm. right most of the time i'm leaning to i just need to be myself i just need to learn about myself i need to express myself because I'm, I'm feeling stuck and i'm feeling rigid and i'm feeling locked right mm-hmm. and I, I don't wish to feel that literally this morning i was journaling and uh as i was journaling this question came up to me is like on a scale of should to want where is this decision point for me mm-hmm. and i was kind of confused i, I was here I'll, I'll make this very real I'm flying to Maryland in a couple hours, going back home. First time in years that I'm seeing my family. Like, oh, literally. wow. I know. <laughs> wow. <Wild. laughs> Just drop that real quick. <laughs> First time I'm going to go see my family in years, right? 
And uh, it's because I'm going to go see my dad who's going through some health stuff. And uh, I was journaling and I was like, well, am I going to see my mom when am I going to text my mom that I'm coming mm-hmm. when I go there? Or am I just going to go see my dad? Cause they don't live together. Mm-hmm. And I asked myself, I was journaling. I said, well, am I doing this because I should, should. or because I want to yeah, I <laughs> on, a, yeah. on a scale of should to want, <laughs> mm-hmm. where am I at? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so great because it just allows me to just, it allows me to approach the decision in a different way. I love that one. I'm writing yeah. it down. I know. I can see you writing it down. I'm like, bro, you better give me the copyright commission of that. I'm doing a workshop next week about it. <laughs> I would be so pissed if I got off this podcast and I saw Marco, the shouldn't want workshop. I would be so annoyed. <laughs> um, it literally, because I thought about this last night and I, as I was joining, I was like, oh, this is a great workshop. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I asked myself, I was like, okay, on a scale of should to want, how much I want this, right? Mm-hmm. And I intuitively, instinctively, I didn't try to, you know, intellectualize. I'm like, literally, just ask a mark yeah, in my body. Yeah. Just you feel know it. what it feels like. Yeah. Exactly. You know what it feels like. You don't need to fucking just make it qualifiers and be like, oh, well, this special occasion. It's like, shut, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Is this a should or is this a want? And if 10 is want, like, I want this more than anything in the world, and one is I am <laughs> legally prescribed to do this should. thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I'm actually like a three, 30%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It means I'm closer to the, the should, should than the want, yeah. right? And I was like, wow, I'm about to give away all my workshop secrets right now. You better not steal the show. I'm so <laughs> mad. But I was like, you know what's so interesting is like how to make decisions according to a value set, mm-hmm. right? So I could tell myself, I could set a, a rubric for myself that says, I never make a decision that's less than a seven, mm-hmm. right? That's just mm-hmm. arbitrarily. I'm just, I haven't decided if that's my number, right? Yeah. But that kind of like guide point on that scale of one to 10 from should to want is based on how much do you value authenticity over responsibility or acceptance Mm -hmm. or whatever the thing is, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So for me, when I noticed that I was at a three, I was like, that's not high enough for me to do this. (laughs) This is not because of, I feel like my standard is probably like a 6.5, right? Because I think that there are times where I'm going to do things because I feel like I should, i.e. like I should go on a run. I should uh, eat the healthy thing, right? So it's not always like, oh my God, I want to eat the fucking apple pie and that's all I'm going to fucking do. But in order for me to be in integrity with my values, I would say like, if anything is hitting below a six, I know if I make that decision, I'm not going to feel good about it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I uh... Uh, I just imagine a hedonist for a moment. Um, in my mind, <laughs> just like I only do the things that make me feel good and pleasurable. Yeah, um, I, I've been known to stray in that direction sometimes. To be in it. So you, you, what you, what you're bringing up is the conversation we had um, last week. Which I don't know if that's going to be an episode after this, an episode before that. Who knows? Um, but we were talking about my son, and in that we we're talking about the concept of like he just does what he wants, right? It's very clear. His should want meter is like 10 10 10 10 10 10 <laughs> that's what i want this is what i want this is what i want i want yeah we spoke about the fact that he doesn't have a concept or context for like the interrelational experience yeah, that he's having exactly. yeah so as we as we become aware of that 
um, what comes up for me is like, it's almost like the, the duality of like, well, I personally just want this, but I also want for Amari to feel good about the thing that I want to do. So I'm not just automatically doing whatever I want to do that may disregard you. It's, it's, you're included in my want, right? It's like, it's like there, the circle is almost like we talk about the whole circle of compassion. It's like the circle of my desires and my wants starts expanding beyond just me and it spreads out further and further. Mm-hmm. And obviously mm-hmm. probably starts with the people that are closest to you, moves into another circle of like, oh, these are my friends, moves out into, well, these are the strangers and the groups that I identify with, that I care about their opinions, and then moves out into the wider world right. of like, oh, right. what everybody is feeling. And I think part of what you're even mentioning about the the should and want thing is like, it's like how how far outside of that circle of just you are you extending your concern, so to speak, to of what percentage of those people agree with the thing that you're doing, right? Like if I, right. if I was doing this thing and I don't agree with the thing I'm doing, it's a fucking no. It's a, it's a given. Obviously not. Then I move yeah. out to like, cool, like Anna, my partner, my child, is this something that's supporting them? Like, it's probably not a hundred zero. Like there's some things I might do that aren't the most supportive for them, but do support me that I might be willing to do. Right. But probably not a very, very large percentage. And as it continues to expand out, the amount of fucks that I give, like gets lesser and lesser diluted as we go out to like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, do I care that the world agrees? <laughs> but, I, but I think that is, is, it's like back to the, the core essence of what we talk about, about like tribalism of like, it's how deeply do I identify with certain members or people that I consider that are part of my tribe so much that they become me, like that their concerns are as important as the concerns of myself. That's where I extend like my sphere. And I think some of the things that causes people to fucking really break down is when they actually do embody that concern for the entire world and they can't figure out what the fuck to do. Like, cause you can't actually satisfy that entire world. And the tribe is right. Yeah, of course. It has 5,000 different opinions. So you just feel torn apart. (laughs) I'm in danger. So at some point, you have to create that space of willingness to, to recognize like, look, my circle is really about this big and I really don't give a fuck about a lot of y'all that are out here, like, just to be honest. Right, 100%, because it's just not feasible. It's literally yeah, just- I can't, like, I literally can't do it. To, to make that very real, it's like, you know, you talk about, okay, cool, I have close relationships, my partner, my mom, my dad, da, 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 da. And they expanded a little, and then you have your yeah. aunt and your uncle. Yeah. And yeah. your aunt says, you should marry this person. Your yeah. uncle says, fuck that person. Don't you ever marry that person, right? <laughs> and you're like, either I have to prioritize one person's mm-hmm. opinion, right? Or I guess I fuck both of y'all. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> right? And, and that, that's why I think it's very dangerous for people to like romanticize this idea of like having your, you know, always be concerned about how the world is going oh, yeah. to. I'm yeah, like, it sounds like- it's virtue signaling, bro. It's you just yeah. trying to seem woke. Yeah. It's not actually feasible. It actually doesn't work because there's too many perspectives. There's too many Way different conflicting many. desires. Yeah. Right? So who has the desires 
and the boundaries that you desire to interact with and to play with and to prioritize, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise you're just setting yourself up for stress and anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't understand why the world won't follow my direction, which is all the directions, which is a multi-directional thing that we can't actually choose. I just don't get it. Just like, yeah. <laughs> right. Which is why, you know, the desire to be accepted by everybody is literally just never going to work. No. Yeah. Never going to be feasible. So it comes down to who do you desire to have this relationship with? Ooh, man. Wow. You know, you know, what's so crazy. Cause it's, I think it's helping me realize that um, even through the cancellation and all this stuff, my field of care and concern has narrowed. Um, and in the narrowing of it, Bro, mine, mine so went much so down. <laughs> I went from care how all y'all think to <laughs> I care about how Amari thinks about this. <laughs> Yo, and, and it's it, it's a it's a powerfully freeing thing because I think it's um uh, similar to what you just said. It's, like, it's almost like dispelling the myth that in the process of you having this wide reach of care and concern that you were doing a better job at being a good person. It's just like honestly like as much as you cared and concerned about this wide group they still aren't going to accept aren't going to like 90 percent of the shit that you do so uh, divert that energy elsewhere <laughs> like let's just bro <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just wrap up that whole conversation with a very easy statement yeah they killed jesus <laughs> 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 think he ranked the highest on caring about everybody <laughs> right and they're still like you know what fuck this guy <laughs> so what are we really this is a great analogy <laughs> <laughs> what are we really trying to do here <laughs> oh my gosh if i'm just fucking nice oh to everybody and i make everybody happy and i'm a people pleaser to every single person everybody will love me and treat me so great yeah wow no. wow they, they kill they will kill Jesus. you <laughs> they kill just just they kill Jesus. Drop. <laughs> drop i was like that's the end of that conversation <laughs> done <laughs> it's three <hilarious>. shows <laughs> that even the nicest of nice guys <laughs> not gonna win. still didn't work out for him <laughs> hilarious um oh so my god i want to I want to double back to something you said earlier because uh, it really interests me. We're talking about Amateo and Amateo, yeah. your son is very much on the, I'm doing what I, I want. want. Doing what I want. I'm at, on a I scale of should to want, I want want. Like y'all are know what even, should is. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are not even factors in my mind yet. Right. Yeah. I, I need to poop. I will poop. I want yeah. to slap you in the face. I'm going to slap, you in, slap the you in the face. That's what's happening right now. There's no deliberation. Mm-hmm. There's no conflict. That's what's occurring yeah. in this moment, <laughs> right? And uh, I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, that's kind of interesting because in my opinion, unfortunately, he is eventually going to develop some shoulds, Yeah. Yep. right? And I was like, huh, what's going to make him develop shoulds? And I was like, there's two things. One is the uh, introduction of complex relationships, mm-hmm. right? So in order to maintain a certain standard of relationship with this person who is valuable in my life, I need to X, I need to Y, I need to meet the responsibilities of whatever, right? And at first it's going to be you and Anna, right? Because that's going to be his main primary relationships. He's like, okay, in order for daddy to be nice to me and to love me, I can't slap him in the face. So I don't think I should Mm -hmm. slap him in the face, even though I want to, 
Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm gonna tell you, I get it. Sometimes I want to slap your dad in the face too, and I don't. <laughs> so, on one hand, what develops the shoulds is relationship, mm-hmm. right? In order to maintain relationship, the other one is when you are constructing something that lives beyond the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when Amateo is like you know, starting to get big and starting to look like his uncle, starting to get pumped up, like starting to get ripped, right? He's going to start wanting to go to the gym, right? Mm-hmm. And there's going to be d- days where he's like, I don't want to. But he's going to be like, oh, in order, I should, in order to build towards the vision that I have for myself. Yeah. Right? Health or, you know, certain physique, whatever, whatever, right? So the should is now developed, not because of relationship, it's because of a long-term result that you're trying mm-hmm. to create. Right. Yeah. So a should is either, ooh, this is on fire with the philosophy right now. <laughs> the should, the shoulds get developed either based on results or relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Here's what I want to accomplish. Here's who I want to accomplish it with. Yeah. Exactly. So interrelational or external. But here's here's something funny though. As you were saying that, um, I just wanted to pose a thought that actually his shoulds are already started. And, oh, and poor guy. shoulds in the because no, and, and this this is the case for everyone though. Like if you if you thought about it as cause and effect, right? He's creating the I should like right now. My son grabs my shoes in the morning when I wake up. And he sees me, mm-hmm. grabs my shoes, brings them over to me, brings me the carrier. He's like, I should give daddy this carrier and these shoes so that we can go outside. He's already understanding the relational impact of cause and effect of how he can affect his environment in the smallest of ways. And that doesn't feel like I'm obligated to do something, right? But then when you take it a little step further, I should yell at the top of my lungs when I'm alone so that mommy comes, right? There's the context of what I want is something that I can't have immediately. I have to interact with these people in order to get my desires. So he's testing those areas. What he doesn't know is he doesn't entirely have the concept of approval, disapproval, as much as just cause and effect. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like, he's like, he's I just press like, this I do this thing and, and I get it. Yeah. 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 He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't know like, oh, like even though I press this thing and this happens, they don't actually like that or they're bothered by that. Like he's not those, those, which you talk about, like the more complex emotions of how am I making daddy feel? Or how am I making mommy feel in these things? Like that starts developing as he starts becoming more aware of how he's affecting his environment outside of how he's just getting what he wants. And that's the moment that now the... Like... Anything? You still there? Yeah, can you yeah, hear me? Oh, shit. Can you hear me? Are you back? Mic check, mic. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. The wind- 48 minutes, something broke. Um, all right, so I'll repeat this. So Amateo is, is going to start making a lot of social um, connections to understanding that, like, hitting mom or hitting dad um, – causes mom or dad to laugh 
walking over to, you know, little boy on the playground and hitting him in the face, he punched me back. Right. Like <laughs> it was, it's going to start understanding like, Oh, the world has all different ways that it reacts to my ways of being. So now as Amateo becomes more aware that there's a circle that starts off with just him and what he wants and then moves into like what he wants and how he affects or cares about mom and dad and what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, Then as he starts actually like going to school or having friends, like all these things, that circle gets wider and wider and wider. And the very same things that maybe me or mom were accepting of or approve of his friends don't or school people don't. Right. Like, and now he starts understanding like, Oh shit. Like, this is more complex. Like in order for me to get the things that I want or to receive the outcomes that I desire, I'm now having to understand a wider range of reactions, a wider range of care that people may have for me. And he doesn't, he doesn't currently. Interesting. So based on that train of thought, it's almost like, I know people can't see me right now, but my hands are spread yeah. very wide. <laughs> and we, and so we start super, I am me, I'm authentic, I'm accepted, da, 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 da. Yeah. Because our parents love us, in theory, the most. They sort of. That only comes down like that much. Yeah. Right? I can still express myself. And then I get a, that, sm- that circle gets a little smaller because then I start going to my peer group and my peer group was raised a different way. So I have to mm-hmm. kind of like, my circle of how much I can express myself gets smaller. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then I grew up and I get into the corporate world and then I learn how to talk and then I learn how to navigate all these different relationships. And then that circle gets even smaller and smaller smaller and smaller until you become such a reduced version of who you are that you just end up looking like every and acting like everybody else. Shit, bro. That the visual you just gave for me is like, I saw, cause I was doing the expanding thing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. cause it, but it was beautiful because it's basically like the, the, it goes in both of those things. It's like, you're, yes. the, who you care about is expanding, 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 expanding. And how much of just authentic you fits the parameters of what every single person in that group cares about contracts, contracts, contracts smaller contracts. and smaller, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Which yeah. is wild to think about. That is. <laughs> we say that and I'm like, I don't want to meet anybody else for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't want nobody else fucking with my circle. <laughs> like, I don't want I don't want to meet anybody else, bro. Oh my Yo, god. That's and wild. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And it's it's crazy because then I think about like I do that cancellation thing was so powerful for both of us, but it's like yeah. because it made my smaller circle or mm-hmm. smaller circle. Yeah, circle smaller. <laughs> it, made, it made my circle smaller, right? And then, therefore, I felt more opportunity to, to, to be more of myself, right? Because I had less people that I had to navigate. There's less people that I have to uh, appease and to make happy and to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, this, this idea of like, uh, how do, at, at, like you say, as your network mm-hmm. grows larger, then you're like, ability to express in theory gets smaller because there's more and more people that you have to like acquiesce and kind of make into a version of yourself that's digestible by more and more people. Right. So then the question is, 
do I limit the amount of people or am I extremely selective with the people that I increase my, my, my circumference with, if that makes sense? There's a third option. Um, the third option is just expanding your ability to, to not give fucks because the, the premise of, well, I either keep my circle really small um, or I expand it and I'm going to have to shrink myself. You don't have to shrink yourself. It's just that if you don't shrink yourself and you expand your circle, you're just going to be met with a lot of tension, i.e. Kanye West or <laughs> Joe Rogan or whatever right, these right, right. scenarios are. Right, right? I, right. Or I'm leaning into the not giving fucks and I'm allowing my circle to be larger and larger and larger. Then I'm basically exposing myself to the extreme of criticism of all the people that think I'm not doing it right for right. the circle that they believe I should be in. So, right. yeah. Which actually brings us full circle to the whole Spotify Joe Rogan thing that we talked about at the beginning, speaking of circles, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is this, like, honestly, I, I, I really respect uh, how Spotify approached it, which is like, hey, we have a value where we don't want to uh, start censoring people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, yeah, we're getting a bunch of backlash. And yeah, uh, people are, you know, talking about Joe Rogan and it's a whole thing right now. And people are pulling their music off of our platform. And we have a commitment to allow freedom of speech. Now, they did end up, you know, taking down like 70 episodes of, you yeah. know, like 1500 Joe Rogan episodes, which I personally I'm not a fan of. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous, <laughs> right? It's like, okay, so there's one soundbite in that that people don't like, but now we're missing out on an hour and a half, two hours, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, a, of a valuable conversation. Like, that's just kind of ridiculous to me, right? But at the end of the day, it's exactly what you're talking about, which is like this idea of like, if you replace the idea of an individual's network getting bigger, you talk about a company's get, mm-hmm. uh, impact spreading, and the wider their impact spreads, the more likely they are to receive criticism, right? Because yep. it's just different, you know, whatever. I mean, honestly, bro, I feel like we can talk about cancel culture and we can talk about all these kind of things all day. At the end of the day, I feel like I would rather just talk to the people who are doing the canceling directly. And I'm just like, guys, fucking chill. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking relax. You are entitled to your perspective. I want to remind you, it is only your perspective. Right. Like trying to to deter to, you know, mitigate the world and structure it so that it only reflects the way that you think is so counterproductive to all of our evolution. I'm not particularly interested in anybody who wants to cancel anybody else who can't also explain their opponent's argument. Mm-hmm. or at least empathize where that person is coming from. If you're just a coming from it, like, oh my God, I hate Spotify. They are just white supremacists, anti-vaxxing corporate overlords. I'm like, you just don't understand nuance of other human beings. And therefore yeah. I don't want to understand your opinion. But if you're like, hey, I understand where uh, Spotify is coming from. I understand where Joe Rogan is coming from. What's something that can actually meet in the middle that appeases all of our motivations and all of our desires. Then I'm interested in having the conversation, but the idea of cancel culture, which is like on off binary, do this or don't do that. I, I don't think will ever take us to where anywhere that I want to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's interesting because I almost think what you just said reminded me of like, almost like being enraged back to what you said about the whole intention thing. 
Like I'm mad that you didn't keep my intention in mind when you created your intention. <laughs> like it's that that <laughs> so feeling of like what? Like I don't even know what your intention was. Like <laughs> how could I have done that? <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous. Well, my intention is so morally superior that if you didn't know it, you must obviously be some kind of like Hitler-esque yeah. Nazi. The virtue signaling right back there. It's like why are you not considering the things that I care about? And it's like. Well, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't what I set out to do in the first place. Um, yeah, my bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, any company. I'm gonna just say, any company that comes out is like, our aim is to create the most politically correct, diverse, taking everybody's perspectives and opinions into consideration, and never offend anybody. Like, you aren't oh, making Lord. a company. You are making. Yeah stale graham crackers that don't <laughs> you're making saltine crackers and they don't do anything for anybody they provide well, you know absolutely so, no nutrition because you know what's trippy about that right is the moment that you say that that's your goal then everybody that wants free speech will say well now you're a fucking censoring machine like you you can't win there's no winning you're not gonna fuck it's just you're just choosing which group of people you're gonna piss off <laughs> Yeah, you're choosing who you want to lose to. Right. Yeah, 100%. It's like I either lose to do, I, I, I strip all the content and make it as vanilla as possible. And then now everybody says, well, actually, you're censoring voices. I allow all the voices to be spread. And everyone says, well, now you're giving voices to things that are hateful that shouldn't be spread. And you're just like, oh, the fuck do I win this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, 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 you know, shouting out to, you know, Spotify CEOs and other people who have to deal with this kind of stuff. It's like you just deciding, you acknowledging, like you say, I'm not going to win. I'm not yeah. going to please everybody. Right. So cool. How can I at least be an integrity to my own values? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yep. That's literally the game. That is so it, it comes back to the, to the scale of uh, should and want, you know? And you know, what's, what's funny about that too, is like just imagining that just like a corporate entity um, has an identity, just like us, if we, if we were sitting let's say this podcast overall was a Spotify, right? There would be the similar level of backlash about things that we're saying, um, things that we're mentioning. And it would be like, well, that's not what our intention was. We didn't create this to create something that was sensitive to all the words and the vocabulary that you know Joe and John don't like, right? So it's like, at, at some point, the entity is going to be a reflection of what the consensus of whoever the top fucking people in that group thought about, believed, and envisioned. And it's not right or wrong necessarily, right? It's like, it's just a, it's a different opinion and a different stance than what this person who is criticizing it may have. Right. right. And, and it's, I, it's, it's weird, man. Cause it's just like, I, I'm just, I'm thinking about this now in an even grander perspective of like, if we, we believe that the world, like I always say, the imaginal world where, so I, I imagine a world where fill in the blank. And in me imagining that world, I control the hell out of the things that I create. I control the hell out of the things that I consume. Um, me exerting my vision of that world on other people is the part where it starts becoming this clash of like, well, but this person was just imagining a world where everyone could say whatever they want. You're imagining a world where no, only the things that I approve of can be said. And now inevitably, like, yeah, you guys are going to end up in conflict. Like you're <laughs> yes. not, you're literally not trying to create the same world. So you can be like, I can't believe it. You're trying to create a different world. It's like, well, they just have a different vision of what that world looks like than you. And the, the crazy thing is if you didn't understand, which I think is so crazy, like when we talk about this from our own intention, if we were running 
a platform like that, we'd probably be making a lot of decisions that people are like, what the fuck? And I, from my, from the own group that I'm in, I trust the fuck out of the intention of it being like, yo, we actually want to do this to support you. But just like I know in the coaching that we do, we oftentimes coach people and give people uncomfortable truths that they don't fucking like immediately that they love later. Like, <laughs> yeah. And trusting that that day will come. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's wow. And I think about that, of like just the concept of having to have your like hundred year vision put under the microscope of like five minutes of one episode of one thing you said. Like, and you're just like, uh, it's much bigger yeah, than that. So guys. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, <laughs> this is so narcissistic. Uh, it's like me and you the other day when we were talking about it's like, we're putting all this fire content on Instagram. And you're like, don't worry. In 20 years, when y'all look back at my profile, oh, yeah. like, oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a genius. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, I think, I, I think one, my summary, I, I love uh, just the ability for us to, again, like, taking this concept of censorship and censorship at a corporate level and sort of individualizing it like right back to like the Amateo of like, wow, we, we learn how to begin censoring ourselves to create acceptance and how dangerous that slope can be um, across the board to, to starting to affect and, and control our own identity and our ability to express ourselves. That's, that was fucking interesting. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Honestly, last thing I'll say, just because it's tangentially related, but just comes to my mind at the moment, is if Spotify were to let the cancel culture warriors win, mm-hmm. and they like took Joe Rogan off of Spotify, I would leave Spotify. <laughs> Literally. And, you know, but at the same time, I listen to Spotify every single day. Mm. Right. Like I listen to tons of podcasts, listen to music. And then I would just have to then do the work of saying that, okay, cool. Well, like where else can I digest my favorite artists and host content somewhere else? Um, but I think that's something that I, w- I would commit to doing just because, you know, I can't, you know, walk the talk, 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 all that, that whole thing, you know? Yeah. 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 All right. So, so yeah. Anybody who's not going to like this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I feel feel like there were a couple. I feel like there were some moments. (laughs) Uh, I might have mentioned something about Nazis. Um, You're not going to like this episode if you think that Nazis can't be used as a reference and it's just, you know, untouchable conversation fodder. You are not going to like this episode if you want to cancel Joe Rogan. Um, and you are not going to like this episode if you think that companies have a responsibility to uh, censor the content that they give to their viewers. No. Um, yeah, I think you're not going to like this episode if you think that the uh, uh, the black manual um, that we all received as black people um, says that we're just supposed to like hate anybody that has any anything that seems to be a mention of the n-word or anything like that and immediately 
throw them down to the pits of hell. Um, you're not going to like this podcast uh, if you believe that you're supposed to include every single person's thoughts and everyone's opinions in anything you create. Uh, you're not going to like this podcast if, yeah, as said, if you believe that um, corporations have a responsibility to uh, vanilla uh, censor their content so that it doesn't offend anybody. Um, you know, I like this podcast if you don't like the fact that even though I didn't say it, that I don't really care that much about this entire experience or um, don't have much interest in, I'm sure Mari doesn't either, in canceling people. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> excellent awesome all right this is going to be a funny chopped up editing episode <laughs> good luck but, the editor. yeah good good combo though either way all right brother all right brother take it easy have a safe trip man peace all right love you